are my blues and gone are my tears. I've got good news to shout in your ears. The long lost dollar has come back to the fold. With silver you can turn your dreams to gold. Oh, we're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes. Hello one, hello all. Welcome to this uh, November 22nd through 24th edition of Show Business. Even though we were with you on November 23rd, uh, this is this is more more present day that we're covering. Um, I come to you as always as CP. I'm Jaime Enfuego from Enfuegotainment and the Horror Show. And I am uh, Lindsay uh, uh, of of the estate. <laughs> uh. Uh, I have something I must confess. Uh, I made a boo-boo. Maybe this will be a new segment for the show. Uh, and notes from the editor. Uh, uh, during the Saturday episode, I attributed the song uh, Saturday Night at the Movies to Jerome and Flynn, the band featuring the guy from Game of Thrones, but it is actually a much older song than that. How dare yeah. you, sir? <laughs> a dramatically That's why I was confused. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're good, but yeah, no. Um, it's from the 70s. Uh, I, I might be older than that. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I didn't do a full dive on it, but I just in case anyone out there was like, Lindsay, you dumbass. I just want to say yes. yes <laughs> I um, so to the weekend that was Frozen 2 um, took all the money. 130 million. Never bothered me anyway. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, Ford versus Ferrari in second place with 16 million. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood in third place with 13 million, 21 Bridges in fourth with 9 million, and Midway in fifth with uh, a little under 5 million. Uh, interesting postscript Charlie's Angels was in eighth place with about three and change. <laughs> it's over. Sorry, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> just, you know, just literally no one wanted it. Just, lit, just yeah. lit, literally no one wanted it. The problem is nobody wanted yeah. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. In, in, well, including us, because I don't think any of us have seen it, right? There's your problem with this. You got a big hole in it. <laughs> Samsung's you dead at... Charlie's Nathan's movie in 2019. <laughs> Samsung's dead at... Oh, I, mean, I uh, so, watched uh, the Simpsons on Disney Plus, for the record, guys. No, <laughs> have you know. Simpsons, yeah. Despite the aspect ratio alteration and all of the just like hatred that that induced within people. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great, but it just it was just yeah. awesome just to just be able to hit play and just let some things hey. just come at me. Hey, Troy McClure is Troy McClure, man. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Have you picked up any of that Jeff Goldblum show? Not yet. I should. It's Jeff Goldblum. Like, I, 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 I'm beginning to think that Jeff Goldblum is like 24/7, <laughs> like that. Like that is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's He's just the way who he is. Turn the cameras on. <laughs> yeah, like like this weird eccentric. Um, I, I I don't know like. Uh, <laughs> there's just something to him that it's just like uh, are you doing a thing because just just don't just talk just don't do that thing don't do the jeff goldblum thing just 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 talk for a minute yeah i think it's going good but, well, well, I mean, I was going to say, I think it's him, but and, I mean, even as somebody who, when I first stepped in front of a camera, it's like, 
be yourself but amp it up a little bit that's probably the extent of what he does but yeah Goldblum is probably pretty genuine in that regard it's not like he's playing a character so yeah yeah, yeah. so so uh what's his face from jurassic park is just jeff Goldblum. Hmm. Playing ian malcolm scientist. thank you <laughs> there you go there's our name checker <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this this it, it was a weird weekend because I think most of us saw stuff that is coming out this upcoming weekend. Although uh, I did see a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and obviously oh, right. not a lot of people did to three and a half million <laughs> as I look at the numbers, mm -hmm. but or actually no, uh, thirteen point three. I was looking at the Sunday numbers, but uh, yeah, uh, in that regard, I think a lot of people were probably walking in expecting a Mister Rogers film. And it's not a Mr. Rogers film. It's very more so about this guy who wrote uh, a story about him for Esquire back in 1998. Uh, Tom Juhad, I, I believe is the guy's name. And we touched upon mm -hmm. it briefly in the Saturday edition of the uh, of the show. But yeah, it's it's way more so about him and like troubles with his wife, his father, all this different stuff. And, and Mr. Rogers is almost like a soothing, supporting character that sets his life straight so to speak and that's really what it's more so about and hanks is hanks is fantastic you know he deserves a nomination but the film i don't know if i would give it that i mean if something's on the blacklist for as long as it was for this one it's because of the fact that there were some problematic aspects with it possibly and i think it kind of shows in the fact that it's not that uh, I don't know, distinctive or different, you know, aside from the Mr. Rogers aspect. So interesting. Yeah, it reminds me of what was that film a couple of years back? Uh, Denzel was playing a lawyer, but the movie wasn't too good, but he was fantastic in it. Oh, Roman okay. J. Esquire, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was another one around this time of year, too, where it was like, mm, yeah, you're doing really well, but. I don't know about this movie. So yeah, yeah, the movie's not that good, but you're fantastic mm. because you always right. bring it, you know, and just the the warmth and the, I don't know. I mean, he's so believable in the Fred Rogers role because it's Tom Hanks, for God's sake. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. it's it just comes across as genuine. But everything else about the film is kind of forced, I guess. So yeah. that's unfortunate. Mm. Uh, but I mean, mm. it's, it, it is also kneecapping itself by coming out so close after the other Mr. Rogers movie. Like, which I rewatched after watching this. <laughs> Amazing last year. Like, I, I cried opening. It, it, I, it, anyway, but it was a it was a tearjerker. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a documentary too. Yeah. Mr. Rogers movies? Are we going to get like a Lamb Chops play along next year? Are we getting like the PBS? Lamb Chop is no, no. Lamb Chop is um, what's her face? Sh Shirley Mc um, Shelley Duvall. Um, nope. Shirley. Shirley McLean. I want to say. <laughs> well, it is the song that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friends. <laughs> It most certainly does. I like what that. I'm putting in the edit for that right now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys just completely steamrolling over that. I said Shelley Duvall, and that, that is certainly not not who it is. Hmm. I mean, and, and we continue our theme from Saturday of owning your mistakes, CP. Yeah. Yeah. And my hat off to you. Yeah. We gave you the out there, yeah. but no, you're like, yeah. no, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tom Hanks, who of course is the the male version of Meryl Streep, so in a lot of ways, imagine. yeah, yeah, it truly is, man. At this point, it's like it's like we'll just nominate him for everything that he does. You know, <laughs> I don't think Meryl is deserving of every time that she gets it. You know, I I mean, come on, the the singing Disney film the other year, I can't remember what the hell the name was, but you know. Moving. Oh, into the woods! Into, yeah, into was, the woods! And so, like she was barely, she was barely in it, and she gets a, <laughs> and she gets a nomination. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The top of the ballot. Did either yeah. Tom Hanks or Gl- <laughs> Meryl Streep do a movie this year? Yeah. Check. Okay, there's one nomination. You know, you know, I want to see a movie now called Oscar Race, and it's about <laughs> Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks both up for Oscars one year. But the movies that they made were like Meryl Streep made a movie about Tom Hanks where she played Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks made a movie about Meryl Streep where he played. So they're like, oh. they're, so I want them to play each other. Hmm. I'm like no suddenly envisioning something behind the scenes where they're trying to influence voters, and they're like killing people who aren't like on the side of it. Like I'm going horror with it here, you know. <laughs> You know, take it into some oh, strange it, yes. territory like that. <laughs> uh, you know, I love it. Mine's the spark, but no, you just blew it out into a whole movie, man. We got to start right. Oh, so I, I was talking. We'll, we'll try to get to this week's upcoming stuff. Nobody, nobody took in Twenty One Bridges, right? No, I heard bad things, or, man. Or, or, you know, and I like Chadwick, really? and I really like uh, Jamie. I got oh, pushed back. What's that? Sorry. It got pushed back pretty like it was supposed to be a June release, and mm. I, I think I the Russo what... brothers were on a production standpoint. If I'm at least an EP status, if I remember correctly, I would have to double check. Uh, but yeah, so there fun. were people behind it that were really trying to give it some push and some momentum, but audiences obviously didn't. Uh, like the same night that I had tickets for Knives Out, uh, there was also the possibility to see uh, Twenty One Bridges, and yes, you guys know mm-hmm. that I made the uh, proper decision in that regard, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not- but how many bridges did Knives Out have? I think there was one driven over at a singular, particular right. point in the film. But <laughs> beyond that, one one no, bridge, dude. Knives more than twenty. Knives Out knives, is though. so legit, though. <laughs> knives Out is fantastic. I know. C- uh, uh, excuse me, CP and I have both seen it, and uh, you have not, right? I have not, and I uh, I hate life, and I will not be happy again <laughs> until I've seen it. Well, I, I, let let me let me rewind time for you for a little bit because <laughs> it'll liven um, your existence, sir. <laughs> my uncle <laughs> let me borrow a copy of Gemini Man. Ooh, oh yeah, and uh. <laughs> in the high frame rate. I don't know. You you know what I'm starting to think <laughs> about with with um. Uh, what's your filmmaker's name? What the hell's his name? Uh, uh, no, the director. No, uh, Ang, so. Ang Lee. I Ang say. Lee. Yeah, yeah. Ang Angela Lee. Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> Ang Lee will will never make a noir. Because oh. that the one conclusion I came to during this movie was there is no shadow. Like everything is well lit. <laughs> Everything's bright and colorful. Yeah. Right. Even when it's dark, I could I can yeah. make out everything on screen. Well, and especially my... with that high frame rate, man, it just almost looked fake to me. I mean, yeah. all of the CGI looked faker. If that's not, that's not even right. a word, but you know, it just kind of 
I don't know. It calls your attention away, so to speak. So, yeah. Well, the, the yeah. lighting is a byproduct of the high frame rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have you, to. You, yeah, you have yeah, to. You, mm. you gotta wash it out. It's like a green screen, basically. You gotta get mm. it all even, otherwise it's gonna look even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. And, I, like, I don't know... I, I mean, I, I, granted, this is a two-month-old discussion here, but, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the benefit of doing that is for a movie like that. Like, Exactly. Um, um, yeah, because cool. he, he did it in 60, but then it was also, I think, even released in a higher one beyond that. Because I saw it in the higher frame rate, and I was like, this looks fake to me. And with the escapism yeah. aspect of, you know, going to a movie, you don't want things to seem fake. You want, you know, the, I don't know, the whole aspect of, uh, you know, denying, uh, you know, uh, you know disbelief and so on. So, Well, yeah. that Uncanny Valley stuff when, when, when young will smith would, would like tilt face down it was like this weird it didn't look right and, right. and it's just like guys we haven't perfected this yet you gotta yeah you gotta, yeah it looked well. a, it looked especially bad on the campus at the end of the movie that was where it looked the absolute yeah. worst in my estimation <laughs> <laughs> it was like almost laughable <laughs> yeah well, I, yeah. I, I'm still fascinated by this high frame rate thing. Like, I think, yeah. you know, like, like it's almost like a shame that we've already had Ready Player One, and Ready Player One didn't do like 120 frames per second when they're in the game world, and you know, normal 24 frames per, per second in the regu- regular world to really give us that very, like, we almost don't notice it, but there is a distinct difference between the worlds thing. But yeah, it's just a whole movie. I don't know. They had done it with yeah. what uh, one of the Hobbit movies or one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, if that, I want to say, terrible water yeah. sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're going down the the, the river or whatever. Well, that that was sh- Ooh, we got multiple layers of stuff for me to address. So, uh, <laughs> so that the barrel scene was shot on GoPros, and really? it was the first <laughs> Hobbit that tried the sixty frames per second, but it was a failure. So, I do not believe yeah. they continued it to the second or third one. No, yeah, not at it, all. It, 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 it's all right if it's like a a gimmick within the story. Like I could yeah. see something like Crank Three doing something like that. Oh, oh yeah, well, like, there's more Amy Smart. I'm yeah. totally okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like hardcore Henry. I could probably yeah. see some sort of gimmick like that there, but like to just make a movie at a high frame rate, like you know, we're we're, we're over a over a hundred years, uh, pretty close to a hundred years of filming at twenty four frames a second. Oh. Um, it seems to work pretty good. It's like the whole yeah, wheel. I, if, I, it's, I, if it ain't built yeah. or, or broke, don't fix it. You're trying sort of to revolutionize the yeah. wrong stuff. I got it. I won't. I won't do a remake. I'll just change the way filmmaking is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, slow down. Slow down. Well, it also could use would like if like if they did another one of those dread movies, which sadly they're not. But if they did, man, you know, some what, of the best three D I've seen oh, man yeah, holy time. smokes right. the 3d was dope in that yeah. movie <laughs> it's the best use of 3d to date i think mm-hmm. i don't think any other movie like it may be avatar but i think it actually surpassed mm-hmm. avatar because it actually had a narrative purpose as opposed to just being a cool gimmick yeah, yeah. that's a good point i mean yeah. between that one prometheus uh Coraline, and i'd say uh yeah obviously the original avatar that's some of the best like implementation yeah. that i've seen of the 3d model as opposed to the you know pope's convert and all the crap that we you know, got when they were trying to get the trend to go again, and it didn't really hit. So, uh, good old, good old uh, Clash of the Titans post three yeah. D. So dark, you don't know what the hell's happening. Hollywood was yeah. No, no, yeah. Hollywood was so adamant about making Sam Worthington a thing, and it just didn't happen, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Stop trying to I, extend. They gave him time. all the properties. <laughs> the, every generation has their Jai Courtney. I, I don't know who it is mm-hmm. right now, but uh, there's every couple of years Kristen you got Stewart. Well, uh, maybe, but I mean, she's got the clout from the indie credit. It's just the mainstream credit she doesn't have, which yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I, I, we, but it's funny that we're saying that about her. But Robert Pattinson, what mainstream credit does he have? Where I mean, no, yeah, he's Batman. got all, I mean, aside from Twilight, he's about to get Batman and everyone's <laughs> kind of accepting that. Yeah, we just I, filmed I our uh, Lighthouse review yesterday, Cecil and myself. So. <laughs> And we were we were kinder than uh, we were initially because we gave it some time to simmer and so on and so forth. And it's not a bad movie. It's just as much as I love The Witch Man, I just I don't know. I think I went in with the burden of expectation, so to speak. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah. It, uh, they're they're very different movies. That's, that's uh, vastly, and that's why like Eggers Man, I will watch anything he does, especially from a visualistic yeah. standpoint. He is brilliant. Yeah. The script is where I had problems, but you know we talked about it already. So, <laughs> well, when you're coming over that flowery di- that language, you know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, he makes some concessions. You Gotta know. eat your beans. <laughs> you said you like my lobster. You, you said you like my lobster. <laughs> yeah, and all the, the jerk and gherkin stuff going down, but you know. <laughs> the new releases of this upcoming week have a lot to do with family. Truly. Uh, with 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 your Thanksgiving weekend coming up, uh, Netflix will have Irishman, mm-hmm. the latest from Scorsese. Uh, you you could watch it with your family because it, it'll be released on Wednesday, the twenty seventh. you can start it at the beginning of your meal and then finish the other hour and a half at the end of the meal because it is uh, yeah. very lengthy. <laughs> it's what three twenty three. I want to say <laughs> so. You could use that to 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 time how long you're cooking the bird start it mm. and then uh, when it's over you take the bird out of the oven um <laughs> there's that which which i know i'll be watching as soon as i possibly can um and the the big the big get for the week is knives out which, which hell yeah <laughs> it's bomb it's so fun i love how i've kind of stayed away from the trailers uh good so kind of all I've known is it's like a family that just hates each other. And it just clicked in my head literally yesterday. It's a movie about Thanksgiving awkward family get togethers, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It's something like that. <laughs> kind I'm, of. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's for like it's the a, patriarch's birthday, but uh, it's similar it's, to everybody coming together and whatnot. Yeah. It's okay. a metaphor for this country. That mm. I, 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 I stand by that because you have somebody from all walks of life in this household mm-hmm. and, and you have a lot of dialogue that is very representative of stuff we're seeing in the news. You know, certain characters have certain, you know, they're, they're playing into a certain version of a certain person in America. The house itself could be considered America with... Mm. With the, with the the nurse who is um, not a part of the family. Uh, and who I think back fondly to Knock Knock and uh, her showing off all of her goodies and being oh, very, very babely. But I mean, she is fantastic in this. She shows that she is not just like the extent of her beautiful appearance and stuff. She is Honored, very good arm. in this movie. She she yeah. might be the best in the film. Uh, her and Daniel Craig especially are the two standouts. And obviously, yeah. uh, you know, seeing Captain America be a douchebag again is really fun. So. <laughs> Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, oh my God. eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. 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 E
God smile. Definitely eat shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to know Chris Evans can still be a, a, a jackass. Yeah, yeah. Back to like not another teen movie, and uh, even the way that he approached Johnny Storm in the two Fantastic Four films, he's of that ilk in this regard, and he's kind of a butt. He's kind of a butthole, and it's funny. <laughs> Kind of a dick in Scott Pilgrim too. So, that too, so yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so good in Scott Pilgrim, though. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, how's it going? He seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing I said to Emily about Ana de Armas is she seems to pull off um, frumpy regular girl and oh my god, smoking hot. Uh, rather well because in this movie there's there's nothing really you know she's not trying to dazzle you with any any oh it's makeup the, the, the it's the blonde girl yes from, from blade, runner. Oh, blade runner yeah yeah you look lonely i can fix that you look like a good job yeah from blade runner and she then painfully yeah, she, good oh. yeah she's not ugly well, I'm not even talking about that. She's just, I mean, yeah, she's also very, very attractive, but she's so good. Like, I still, I still can't get over that scene where, like, it's like the girl over the girl, and, like, they're moving together, mm -hmm. and, and uh, she, I don't know. Which, by the way, isn't that the talented. girl from Dark Fate? <laughs> uh, it might be, actually. I think you're, yeah, yeah, it's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. this is the most homely, I guess, that they have ever made yeah. her in a right. film. And well, she she pulls yeah. it off so well. Like, she's not, like, playing off attractiveness whatsoever in this film. It's her care, her compassion, her consideration. And, and, and I mean, it's her performance that stands out beyond any aspect of appearance, really. So, mm -hmm. she's so good. She's probably yeah. the best in this movie. Maybe even better than Daniel Craig, as I dare to say. So... Okay, which know. the more I think about it, there's there's a bit of a gimmick in the in the first act with a piano. Mm. Uh, Fuego, Where he I, I keeps like touching the key and everything yeah. as he's like trying to speed along the interviews and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was that it because I felt like that was a, a thing that they kind of abandoned because like I was trying to figure out. All right. Yeah. Trying to speed along the interviews. But there was there was one or two times where he did this thing where he would tap the piano and it was like that nobody's saying anything it, it's kind of yeah I, I thought that would that would follow through to be something but it but it wasn't um, yeah i thought it was just him like getting impatient and wanting to speed the process along more so than anything but uh yeah mm -hmm. yeah daniel craig dude and, and, and Lindsay, obviously you know since mm -hmm. you haven't seen it man it's oh, it's fan like he is so of the logan lucky elk and the accent that uh, he's doing oh, but so much more of a sophistication and the the line that sticks with me is where chris evans is like what is this csi by way of kfc like what the hell is going on you know, it's just so, it's so funny <laughs> you know he is terrific in it both of those guys are terrific but uh craig yeah. steals the show along with uh you know artemis uh so yeah yeah they are a lot a lot of heavy hitters in the movie too you have don johnson you have jamie lee curtis Mm -hmm. Michael uh, Shannon, who I will praise yeah, him in Shannon. any film he is in, man. Him and Sam Rockwell are my two favorite working actors right now. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Good choices. Yeah. Uh, how much is it? I just hearing you guys talk about it. Uh, how similar would you say it is to like something like Krampus? 
Oh. I mean, obviously, you know, you substitute supernatural horror for, you know, more played up family drama. But like, if you Krampus for me is always about a movie about a family that's just at each other's throats, learning to come together through all this kind of. I don't, I don't think they they get that close to okay. the the comedy. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely comedic whodunit, whereas yeah. I feel like with somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Michael directing, who also did Trick or Treat, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's more so a horror movie in that regard, whereas this is even less a thriller than it is a comedic whodunit, so to speak. It, it's an, I mean, everybody said that it has uh, the same genes as Clue and is very much in that regard, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's significantly superior to clue razor sharp yeah. yeah razor sharp i mean knives come on guys and uh, ah. Co- <laughs> and, and i mean colette is great i mean everybody really oh. brings it in in the scenes that they get but really as hey, time colette goes on campus uh, oh yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Right. Oh, that's right she was <laughs> i mean everybody thinks of her uh, yeah yeah her being in in hereditary at this particular point but yeah, yeah it's it's very much of just the you know, silly drama with a little bit of a, you know thriller like thrown in and stuff at this point. But but it's a funny movie. It's a fun movie. You know, more cool. so than anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's a I romp. Think, it's a ride, and I can't wait to take my parents to it this week uh, after Thanksgiving. So, I think the most impressive thing is you have a bunch of these big names, these big big characters, even in this movie, and you never really have people stepping on each other's toes. We didn't even I mean, mention Jamie Lee Curtis yet and the fact that she's in this. She's in the movie? Right. Yeah. Throw right. yeah. some Sigourney Weaver and it's like the greatest cast ever right there. Like, yeah, it's an yeah. ensemble though. So everybody gets oh, like their little bits and pieces and stuff. But uh, okay. yeah, okay. I mean, you know, Captain America is in it and, uh, you know, he's he's just a, a side Johnny dog. Storm. <laughs> Although not till CP, what, like the second, like almost third act is where he really takes some prominence uh, in the yeah. storytelling. Like yeah, he's yeah. not there for most of the first part of the film. So Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm looking here. There's the girl from 13 Reasons Why, uh, the Netflix show, the, the main character from the first season. I don't I didn't get past the oh. first season. Yeah, and Ooh, then you have uh, the kids. Trick or treat for a second. Michael Doherty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong has been pushed back. Oh. Yeah. I was just talking with somebody about that earlier today, and I was like, "There's no way they are making that release date. Not a chance in hell." And so it was supposed to be what March or May or something, and now it's November. So that, yeah, makes complete sense. Give them additional time. Don't rush that shizzle. You know. No, I, so, I, I. Oh yeah. I, I Do you want to know what that. just wrapped today? Ooh, mm. What. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, apparently. Yeah. Oh, they had some super last-minute reshoots. Sure, yeah, that, that that happens. Nothing but Star Wars. We are. No, they shot the shawarma scene. Because every every Disney movie needs to have the shawarma scene. So, like the mm. final scene, post-credit of Ray and Kylo eating shawarma, and that's mm. what they went back to shoot. And so now they're officially wrapped because they got the shawarma scene. Dude, Nothing's we're, wrong. We're, Everything's fine. We're like shawarma is a three days away. Yeah, shawarma. I feel terrible for whoever's editing right now. Cause, oh, so uh, do I, but Shorma. Well, well oh, I mean, just those, like... Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the gun behind JJ's back in this instance in comparison. 
because I mean, he said that there was less reshoots in this one than he had with, uh, you know, episode seven. But that's because of the fact that there was such an impending essence of urgency with firing Colin and all this different stuff that transpired. I mean, they were just like, you have to make this movie. You don't have any time for reshoots, man. You're just going to have to go, 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 go. And one uh, aspect that I wanted That's to mention. Qualities, man. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, I mean, some some of the best term papers that I wrote back in school, man, you know, it was with, like, uh, I, I waited till the deadline and I just <laughs> went with it, you know. Urgency sometimes does inspire, but uh, I guess Colin did go on record recently after an interview and, you know, he didn't bemoan or talk smack about JJ taking over. He was basically like, Emperor was not my idea. That is all on JJ. And what he does with it is really, you know, for better or for worse, how audiences respond, you know, that's on him. I don't know if he was trying to exonerate himself to a degree, but yeah, he said it was very Leia centric. There was no Emperor. And that's the script that I'm like very curious to to see if it there, starts floating around on Reddit or wherever else. So Colin what? Trevorrow got to short throw JJ Abrams under a bus. That is the. Oof, okay. Although although he still gets story credit though. He still gets story credit on the uh, you know the actual credits that we're gonna see, man. I mean he, he, named he one contributes of the Yeah, truly. And, and 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 I guess he went to like arbitrary whatever stuff to get credit for the portion that him and his co writer contributed, but we will never know the extent of what that uh, actually entails. So Yeah, so we, we have three versions of the, the final piece of the Skywalker saga and, mm-hmm. and George Lucas is another one that I'd like to, what was your idea, sir? What, what, what did you think? Did you think of bringing the emperor back? Because I'm intrigued to make it all encompassing. And the fact that I think it's a good idea on JJ's part. And the fact that he's like, okay, Palpatine has been there since the first since the film, beginning. Yeah. since the beginning. And this is supposed to be rounding out the entirety of these three trilogies and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's fun, and I could say from a fan service standpoint, I'm jonesing and I'm excited about it, but did it serve the story properly? You know, that's where, I don't know. I actually really like Trevor O's, uh, uh, oh boy, besides Jurassic World, he did a film, uh, you know. Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed, that's fantastic, and has Aubrey Plaza, has uh, uh, Jay Duplass, I want to say, and uh, or, or Mark, Mark Mark Duplass, I should say. One of the yeah, exactly. Those guys have their Dude, hands play. in so many, so many different things at this particular <laughs> point. But I mean, I was really impressed with his work up until the Henry film. And so I don't know. I'm Remind me again where we can put you on a gifted school because it's better for my psychosocial development for me to interact with a peer group at a normal school environment. Oh, yeah. OK. As was Disney. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's what lost him his job, essentially. <laughs> you know, that's the crappy aspect of that. Uh, but he is returning, you know, to do the third Jurassic World film, and he did the short, which was cool. Uh, so it's fun, man. Yeah, I mean, it's only like eight minutes, but nonetheless, it it shows the world in the essence of like dinosaurs. It's almost like uh, you know, uh, Planet of the Apes in the aspect of like once the apes have overrun everything, imagine dinosaurs instead. So. It's it's funny because what JJ did for Star Wars, Trevorrow did for Jurassic Park. He he mm-hmm. he soft rebooted Jurassic Park and and it made a 
metric fuck ton of money so yeah i didn't like fallen kingdom but i really enjoyed jurassic world i i had a lot of fun yeah. with that movie cecil As and i reviewed I. it together and see that yeah. Lindsay? you're you're outnumbered here <laughs> i mean you prefer I, fallen I, kingdom the Lindsay. I, the last 20 minutes of jurassic world are incredibly fun one of the most mm. fun i've ever when i got to scream in a theater you're my boy blue and everyone <laughs> in the theater cracked oh, up the mosasaur and everything and yeah, like that was that's an incredible finale for a film right there. I just mm -hmm. wish the rest of it was a little more good. Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex. Honestly, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it was fine. well, okay. It was fine. Yeah, it was the Force Awakens of Jurassic films, though, in the fact that it was fan service, callback crazy in every aspect possible. And I still hey, look, I'm wearing a shirt. Look, look, <laughs> remember the thing that we did that one time? Um, yeah, he, and the it, fact that they're bringing back Sam Neill and uh, our toast of the National Geographic show, who we were talking uh, about earlier, Mr. Ian Malcolm, and uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, just the just the callback casting. Jurassic Park. They, he just thought he was filming things for his other stuff, and so they're just oh. going to bring him into Jurassic Park, just going, mm -mm, hum, hum, yeah. uh, and it's going to be the movie with with one finger pressed against his lip, just exactly yeah makes sense um, Pete in a youtube chat says when your big bad gets killed in the second installment what else does abrams have might i point you to the prequel trilogy sir where a big bad gets killed in every single one of those movies that's really true actually hey you like <laughs> hey do you like darth maul forget him hey do you like uh uh uh, hammer horror vampire man what the what the hell was his name in that christopher uh christopher, christopher Lee, or... he actually died in the third one so they killed two, they killed two the he died at the very beginning yeah yeah Huh. Yeah, and then they said, "Hey, here's a robot man that we're just gonna kill because uh, robot, robot man." Oh, that's right, that's right. General Grievous, who is like so big and integral in the Clone Wars TV show, but yeah, yeah he's pretty much one and done as far as the, his dude, implication dude. in the like film films. So. It's like no investment in him. It's just like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy because I've been told that. <laughs> yeah, have uh, cool. <clears throat> I was actually curious. Have either of you guys watched the uh, Samurai Jack Clone Wars, the original installment of that? Yeah, I did a review of that earlier this year, and that's where they fleshed out Grievous's character significantly in comparison. And it's intriguing. And I know they did more on the Filoni uh, TV series and the CGI and everything. But yeah, that's a really fun watch if you guys get the opportunity. Uh, the Clone Wars before the Clone Wars, I guess. Yeah, it was the it's, first it's take on, the on it. Well, yeah. One of these days, I, I, whenever I see anything from it, well, I guess there's two things. There's one animated version of it where everyone looks like they're cut from wood and I can't stand it. That's the one that I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, there, there's good aspects to that, but it's just like just the visual. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you guys. But uh, but I've seen like the all the stuff that they do with Darth Maul. All that yeah. was fascinating to me. Him mm -hmm. and his buddy that's got like the yellow horns. And yeah. that's a fascinating character. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's what comes in the second series. I mean, actually. spoiler. But, oh. uh, Spoiler for a 15 year old cartoon. <laughs> Pete in the, in the chat says false equivalency. No, no. Uh, we if are trying to be as out, accurate as possible. <laughs> if it turns out that that um gold gold robe ended up being the, the puppet yeah. of of Palpatine, then yeah. then not. 
Uh, also, I mean, guys, we have a perfectly good Kylo Ren right there. Mm. He's, he's right there. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He's got a red lightsaber with like cross guards. He's got a sp- he's got a spooky helmet. He's yeah. he's super fascist. He's he's all up to conflict. Yeah, and he's all jacked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants to tear down the Jedi, tear down the Sith, and build up a whole new thing. Like, yeah, lean right heavily there. upon that. I mean, yeah. shit, man. We had like this whole like wondering about Knights of Ren for three movies now. They yeah. like laid the ground work and did nothing with it so <laughs> and that's the problem yeah that's the problem with just having different writers and not having a consistent like basis of a writer's room and people being in you know constant conversation about how we're going to tell these stories so you that's the what? one thing that the mandalorian is definitely landing hat is <laughs> is the fact that it's a concise consistent vision in well, in, plus, in, in, in comparison so the the internet star wars kids can go have that you know all right you mm-hmm. don't you don't like rise of skywalker good here yeah fine here, pacify yourself with, with with this disney plus thing and and <laughs> those of us who who would like to see this story get wrapped up are gonna go enjoy ourselves indeed and we still have two other stories coming, which is especially mm. exciting. <laughs> what, what do we got on the news front? Extra, extra! We know about it! I mean, the biggest oh. thing was the, uh, is Joker 2 happening, Joker 2 yes. not happening? Because there that was, was, that was like, today. Today that, they, they There was seriously like THR and Deadline a couple days ago, and then further confirmation today. Those two were going back and forth, and they were about as reputable as things get and thr broke the story that exclusive joker 2 happening and then deadline is like nope you're like click baiting it this is not an official thing uh there was talk about the fact that uh uh, todd phillips was trying to do other origin stories and that r-rated vein and deadline struck down those reports as well they were just Mm. really i mean very just villainously going after each other for exclusives which i found especially amusing (laughs) you know but uh Mm. yeah it it broke the billion dollar barrier which is the biggest thing to make mention of and uh i feel like based on that especially minus china like Lindsay has you know pointed out various Mm. times and with good reason it's it's an inevitability that we get a joke or two and and apparently uh, uh joaquin is signed on for a potential sequel but it, there's nothing like you know set in stone, so to speak. But he did sign a multi-film deal, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's definitely going to happen. But as far as things being already multi-film in motion, deals don't mean yeah. as much yeah, as, as you would think. Yeah, there's probably yeah. a buyout clause, like if they don't want to end up doing yeah. it. Kind of Christian thing. Bale had a multi-film deal for Terminator. True. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's at least like obligated and in place unless he doesn't want to do it. And with the amount of money that this made, I feel like it's just kind of a inevitable situation, so to speak. So I agree. Although I also love the idea of Todd Phillips uh, doing more origin stories. Like I want to see uh, the crocodile guy. But, <laughs> killer croc but, you but, but killer, killer croc yeah but like so like i want to see that scene of killer croc like in like the comedy lounge and everyone's laughing and he's just like rawr, 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 rawr. but then everyone starts stopping oh, like that <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know i just i want to see the joker formula but with other batman villains basically but they're all failed comedians and they hmm. I, I don't know so uh i i looked ahead at the schedule and you know it seems kind of dank 
until December 13th, which I don't know. Everybody trying to front load things before Star Wars. Black yeah, trying Christmas, to get out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Black Christmas, that PG-13 horror that will be forgotten by December 16th. I keep uh, hearing about Richard Jewell, which is the, the Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, Jumanji, the next level, which is kind of kind of ballsy because they, they defrone, dethroned um, Last Jedi two years ago. Yeah, and I think the boldness of that was the staying capacity of that film and the fact that it just hung around and kept making money, kept making money. It was even one that I saw way late in the game and I was like, this is this is a lot of fun, <laughs> you know? Mm. So that's what they're banking on, I would imagine. So, And then you have these two Oscar bait films, Bombshell, which is with Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Nicole Kidman, too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh. And Uncut Gems comes out. With uh, with Adam Sandler, that A twenty four jump off coming out, which which already has all of the. We didn't get to talk about it the other day on Saturday, but uh, it it was like one of the most heralded in the Independent Spirit right. Awards that were announced right. just the other day. And so now, yeah, A twenty four man consistently doing it. So yeah, so um, uh, that's a, that's a heavy day. Uh, you got cats going up against Skywalker. <laughs> and then on Christmas, Spies in Disguise, which, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, decent looking trailers. That's with uh, Tom Holland and uh, Will Smith, if I remember right. Animated film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard um, something about that. I don't know much, though. They it redid, looks okay. Mm. They redid Little Women with Shorsh Ronan. Yeah, which the buzz is good about. It's the uh, I didn't like the uh, what is the what is the director? I'm trying to recall. It's the same. Saoirse Ronan weird movies sometimes, but she's always amazing, man. Uh, uh, Hannah. Uh, uh, I want to say, the, I want to say it's the same girl who did something or uh, something. Bird, uh, blah blah. Birdemic. Dag Dag Nambit Fuego. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lady right. Bird, Lady Bird, right. the same director of Lady Bird. Yeah. yeah, this is her. Like this is her follow up to Lady Bird after all the acclaim Greta that Gerwig, that, right? that that yes, mm -hmm. yes, Greta Gerwig. Correct. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the book here on Wiki, but uh, yeah, so that actually has some significant steam behind it. You and know, the you have... buzz is great. So yeah, we'll see. Hmm. And then you have 1917, which mm -hmm. is directed by uh sam mendez if i'm not mistaken right yes yes yeah. so, like like I, it's just such a strange strange period that the the two weekends sandwiching the star wars release you have five movies coming out in one weekend hmm. and then three in another and you know the weeks before like you know nobody wants to do anything on the on the on the sixth no. Anybody? Uh, no, I, I mean, <laughs> clearly the movie that's going to dethrone Star Wars, guys, is Cats. <laughs> like, if anything, yeah, you know, it's going to be a slow burn. It's going to like yeah. find its momentum and then surpass wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, and, you know, the, the internet is and, and, fifty percent porn, fifty percent cats. Okay, you can't make porn <laughs> at the box office, but you can make cats. Flushing a toilet. So <laughs> I'm cringing at the capacity of the combining of the two. Oh my God. <laughs> oof, I mean, it's cats. There might be plenty of that in the movie. We'll have to wait and see. They're very anthropomorphic, aren't they? I, well, well, I was about to say, I mean, remember all the pirates porn that happened after that Ooh. hit so well. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Jesse James. I was a young guy. Anyway. <laughs> there's a thing, there's porn for it. Rule 34, man. We we, we held back. <laughs> we held back on the the Michael Jackson biopic news. Yeah. So so why don't we jump into that now? <sighs> From the Bohemian Theory. Rhapsody people. Um it, does that include uh Mr. Singer. That's actually a good question. Uh, <laughs> I thought he's been just like, but, yeah, yeah, I would imagine that his career is pretty much Dunzo Weinstein style, you know, but uh, you would think yeah, you never know. People have these redemptive arcs and stuff. Uh, well, what's his face? This everybody has associated been associated with his thing. Uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, uh, X-Men 3 guy. Uh, director. Ian, oh, um, oh, uh, Ratner, the, right? Yeah, Ratner. Yeah, Ratner. Yeah, he's still Brett, connected Brett Ratner, to Rat Pack, yeah. and that's why Rat Pack doesn't make movies with uh, superhero movies with Warner Brothers anymore. Because Gal Gadot was like, "If if you guys keep working with Rat Pack, I'm not going to be Wonder Woman." Rat Pack would get rid of Ratner. Remember. So yeah, hmm. so uh, what's the face could still wow. be connected to all this? Yeah, who knows? Well, and I hate to say it, hmm. but. Singer is a really good director. See, he's <laughs> yeah, you know, that he's a he's a well. That, yeah, when he's good, he's good. I mean, Apt yeah. Pupil, the Stephen yeah. King adaptation, is Great. fantastic. X Two is amazing. I don't know. I mean, you go back fifteen years. It's, now. It's, I know, I know. I hated the Tom Cruise movie that he did. I thought that was absolute dog crap. And so, yes, his he's had diminishing returns more recently to mm. to to be more fair wait who so, was yeah, the, maybe which, had a lot tom cruise mind. movie did he do i didn't know he did a tom cruise movie oh uh, it was valkyrie i want to say the one where tom cruise oh, had yeah. like the eye patch and everything and i never the saw German. it but i heard I, I heard lots of my friends say it was absolute garbage so i never never uh, took the time <laughs> you know I, I i you know for as much as i don't like to read during movies i, I lose a little <laughs> bit of luster when movies take place in insert country here and they're speaking yeah. English fluidly, like it's part of the thing that just mildly took me out of Lords of Chaos. Yeah. They were, they I'm, were in... I'm with you, man. <laughs> what? I'm totally with you, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it just feels disingenuous, so right. to speak. So, no. Right. But because it took place in Germany and Germany loves to to redub everything we do, I, I say let it pass because... A little more forgiving in that regard. Oh, yeah. Germany redubs <laughs> everything. Hmm. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no words on the bottom. They just, we're, we're, we're going to do it in our language now. I only know that because I came across multiple German dubs of, of things. Are they, are they good dubs or are they bad dubs? I'm assuming they're bad, but who knows? I, I don't know. I don't speak German, so I, I don't, <laughs> I don't well, come know. Come on, CD. Go learn German. Come on, Deutsch. I love what? Rammstein. Rammstein. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah, guys are awesome. <laughs> Wrong sign of the shit. So Michael Jackson, oh, yeah, yeah. Movie. yeah, that's where. I mean, a lot of people think it's in poor taste, but why? I don't know. After well, well, after the Finding Neverland documentary and everything that that allegedly exposed, um, this film, from what everybody is saying, is not being produced in conjunction with the uh, Jackson estate. So they can go uh, ball, like, like like they can go balls out and go after him. And yet everybody is curious about how 
how boldly they would go to make a Star Trek reference, not Star Wars, <laughs> Star, Star Trek here. Um, and I'm kind of curious too, but if, <laughs> yeah, but the, but the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody did not boldly go and it was PG 13, uh, I would I... not, I would not suspect that this film is really going to go after it. And then, yeah, you know, Queen, no, no, Queen had their grubby little fingers and everything. And if you noticed no member of Queen that is alive as we speak, mm-hmm. seems to look bad in that movie. And for that, not I at all. Say, and, I mean, touring with a gay man, I mean, you know, in uh, Dude from American Idol, who is a fantastic vocalist, I I appreciate what they're doing now. But, yeah, Brian May specifically did not want the band portrayed in the negative light. Without that sort of interference, yeah, I'm maybe we can have you. something a little more genuine. So Go find, go, if you got time, go YouTube the clip of Sasha Baron Cohen talking about mm-hmm. his experiences before leaving uh, the eventual project, he was supposed to be Freddie Mercury in this. Yeah, and he left. yeah, he was initially attached for years, actually. And there were script rewrites and they were trying to make right. it an R-rated, more daring film initially. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being kind of watered down PG-13 fun, which I enjoyed, but it, there was nothing really bold i guess in yeah. comparison with the awesomeness of freddy so you know yeah. it was a safe movie you know and it it was fun in that regard and it made lots of money so Listen, i guess the if, studio if went can, out <laughs> if you can show johnny cash as a heroin addict and and ray charles as a down on his shit heroin addict listen both can, pg-13 can, movies yeah yeah you can you can you can manipulate the the struggle that that was michael jackson i mean you can you can uh what the, the fall of caesar you, you can you can have that type of element to it where it's just incredible for for two-thirds and then it's just uh hmm. the last couple of years of his life where the guy just hung out at home and and Hung his babies out to dry. Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a really, really weird descent. Mm. Uh, give us immensely a talented, though, man. Oh, man. Amen, CP. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen Cantrell solo so many times and even the new AI say, but uh, yeah, Lane was a tortured subject. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just read his lyrics. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just turn that into a script, please. Yeah. I wonder so anyway, uh, Lindsay, go ahead. <laughs> Michael Jackson is an astounding figure of the 20th century. Like one of mm. the most noteworthy. Bigger than Elvis. Yeah, like yeah. freaking up there, man. Uh, but also like he's a pretty tragic figure. So I wonder if, mm-hmm. and this is just me thinking out loud. Like I'm interested to see the movie, obviously, especially if they do actually go full out and they don't hold back. Uh, like do, should, do we need to keep, kind of bringing him up though or, or would it be fair because like you know like the whole thing with this you know growing up in the music industry with his father who was abusive and all that and then and that's yeah. the biggest difference so right like, you know between him and like cash and elvis and some of these other bigger yeah. figures is the fact that he was almost pushed into it at a young age and had no choice so i, I don't know like again i want to see the movie but i, I wonder if there's gonna be discussions around it of like should we just leave this guy let him rest in peace or should we continue to try and dissect this this person and, mm-hmm. and whether i mean I, i'm you know like hey if he did the things that he's been accused of you know I think all 
but it, yeah, that's, that's where, where the complication yeah. comes from. That's I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I st- yeah, yeah, I still haven't can... watched it. I still haven't watched the Finding Neverland, uh, you know, documentary oh, or whatever it is, or Leaving Neverland rough. or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, that's what everybody's told me, and it's I respect hours his of... output. But yeah, yeah, your jaws just open for four hours. It's see, I'll tell you, if you do the parallels of him being tortured as a, you know, not tortured, but you know, doing things that perhaps he didn't want to do and. And having that that awkward upbringing as a child, and yeah. do a parallel of you know that's how he he knew things, and and have that pay off to to how he developed whatever that you you can you can you could fit an arc in there. Yeah, so the correspondence correlates, right, and you're just like right. God damn, this makes sense, even right. as horrible as it is. There's but, a story to squeeze yeah. in that. Like you, you just gotta you just can't put the kid gloves on with that but that's that's the only thing i yeah. would say I, I i don't know what did i watch that was i'm trying to think something that i watched that they held back and was just like you know this is this is well listen lords of chaos mm-hmm. uh, my, my favorite biopic from the year that man have you watched they... the documentary about the letting the light in or whatever the hell it's I've called the one where they just like really really go for it man yeah. <laughs> i mean it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's all it's, real it's, shit that happened. So, there's, yeah. there's, there's straight up gore in that movie where it's just like, oh, oh, okay, this guy's killing himself, and oh no, we're we're not gonna cut away. We're just gonna watch this dude kill himself, and no, oh brother, hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie though. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. uh, speaking of like kids who hung out with, uh, <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, Rory, is it Rory Culkin, I want to say, who was the younger uh, McAllister kid, who was the one who's in uh, Lords of Chaos, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic in it. He's he's really, really good. Well, so, no, yeah, yeah. something to, something Actually, to take a note lot of. of. Talented. Kieran Culkin, yeah, Rory Culkin. Rory are both yeah. really good. Like, would they, Macaulay Culkin is officially a part of Red Letter Media now for some reason. I don't, I don't no, don't, yeah, that's right. He's actually stepped in. Red Letter Media, guys. Red, Red Letter Media, they're based here in uh, Arizona. They're off putting. They're, they're off they're, they're off-putting to me sometimes. <laughs> but, mm. I mean, Ooh. yeah. Macaulay Culkin is doing stuff with Red Letter Media. Lindsay, there's at least 10 episodes where you can have macaulay culkin as a part of best of the worst uh oh i've never watched best mm-hmm. of the worst okay so i'll start watching best of the worst so i can yeah, check that he's out a, he's a he's a non-speaking character in in one of their reviews half of the brag yeah yeah, yeah so, those guys have a legit following though like they have really done some significant stuff um, and you know them. cred cred to them obviously well mm-hmm. didn't yeah, one of them <laughs> no, <laughs> is we none of us would be doing what we're doing right now probably and some would say they're responsible for the internet the star wars culture that we have today because of those damn plinket videos yeah that's right Uh, because there is a lot of positivity in those videos but people just pretend yeah Yeah. like you know yeah um so we're trying to do this tight so everybody can get to their families what what else do we have for for news before we wish everybody a happy thanksgiving 
Well, the biggest thing that I was definitely going to mention was the fact that uh, Star Wars 4 is apparently back on track and ha or, uh, excuse me, Star Trek 4 is back oh. on track and happening. Everything everything Star Wars is on my mind. So the, the, the <laughs> chatter about it. Star Trek, aside from the Picard series that I'm very excited about. Uh, so uh, the Little Monsters oh. director, which is a uh, film that just debuted on Hulu. It did, uh, you know, lots of love on the festival circuit. It's got Lupita Nyong'o who is on uh, The Walking Dead, and everybody loves her from that. Apparently, the writer-director of this silly Josh Gad and uh, her zombie film is the one who was going to helm the fourth Star Trek film, which is going to bring back all the people from the JJ-verse. And, uh, yeah, they were initially trying to get it to happen with Hemsworth and uh, both Chris pine and chris hemsworth and like the the money didn't work out and so you know that i don't know there was a lot of people that were thinking the project was totally abandoned but they have scrapped that idea and now they're going to bring back all of those people albeit nice. uh minus anton yelchin mm. who i love and lament and mourn his loss obviously but uh everybody else is apparently like totally on board chow and pine and you know everybody else who was uh uh uh, Zachary Quinto, man, he is flipping awesome. I have loved him uh, since, uh, well, stretching way back. But uh, yeah, so yeah. so so a fourth. So yes, Heroes was what I was thinking about actually. Even if that's a show that had diminishing returns in the in the later yeah, seasons, unfortunately. Great, that uh, dude, the first two, man. I mean, with Hero, like, uh, that's a good yeah. show. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as a Star Trek guy, you know, as much as I loved Star Wars growing up, I was an equal lover of Star Trek, especially the original series. And I watched TNG with my father. We were both big, big fans of it. I still distinctively remember watching First Contact in theaters with my father. And so, you know, it's uh, it's still a uh, galaxy far, far away. That's of a slightly elevated intellectual variety. I would, uh, you know, designate. So I don't know. Did you guys like the JJ just reframing of things? I guess is what I would be curious uh, about. So first was a lot of fun. I, I really liked the first one. I, it's, I uh, yeah, it, the first one's a lot of fun. I really like it. I, I hate the second one. I hate the second uh, one too, and the fact that he lied about the fact that Khan was in it. He lied up until it came out, man, and I was just like, Khan's in it. I mean, anyway. I, I love it. That's why I no longer trust it. I no longer mm. trust JJ. JJ. I, never, <laughs> I don't word out of his mouth anymore. Maybe that's me being just an idiot, but yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but I love part three. Yeah, uh, three Star was Trek fun. Was yeah. That was the one Simon Penko wrote, actually, and it was so yeah. much fun, man. Yeah, that one was a blast, and the whole Nimoy, uh, you know, just kind of send off, and yeah. uh, it, it it made me cry. <laughs> In all honesty, what was it they did the the classic uh, to absent friends, and that's just yeah. such a poignant, heart wrenching thing, man. Like that's that's too that's just good writing right there. To absent friends. Here's to that. Here's to that. But Anton Yeltsin death hit me really hard too, because it was just such a. Like his car had a recall on it, but he hadn't heard about it yet. So, and it, oh. it's oh, that that's the way he died. That story's just absolutely gut wrenching. Yeah, insane. Yeah. He was in Cali with you, man. I mean, and the fact that I mean, you know, we don't know the details, obviously, but it's craziness. So, uh, rest in peace, bro. You've earned it. You're very talented. Mm. You're missed. Uh, but mm. I would love more, especially because after Beyond was so good. I would love more Star Trek from that cast, uh, Same. as much as. As, or as many of them as we can get. Uh, I'll, I'll never get over the fact that like they made that trailer with that song, 
and they knew that the scene with that song in the movie was so good and they yeah. I bet they, I bet they knew the internet was gonna hate it and then eat those words once the movie came out and I'm like bravo guys you made me I I cra- I proudly ate that crow because that scene was amazing truly yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I and I also can't wait for Picard. <laughs> Seven of Nine mm-hmm. is one of my all-time favorite Star Trek characters. I think Jerry Ryan's a really talented actress who never really got to do much after Star Trek, and I, I want, I, just, I want it, I want it. Yeah, I was a big Trekkie man. I mean, the only one that I never really completely got into was, was Enterprise. You know, the one that had the guy from uh, Quantum Leap. I want to say right. So that was the only oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the only one that I never like fully immersed myself into because all of the previous. I mean, whether you're talking DS9, whether you're talking TNG, and all that, they they intertwined and really called attention to each other, which I thought was super dope. So. Yeah. I agree. That was like uh, watching as a kid. You'd be watching Voyager, and it'd be a flashback episode, and suddenly Jordy would be there, and be like, (laughs) "Butterfly in the sky." Sorry, (laughs) the chat has just erupted about Red Litter Media, and of course, I I don't know. Apparently, they thought we were throwing shade. No, 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 man. More Uh, like significant like respect to Red Litter Media. They're actually uh, primarily based in Tucson here in Arizona, so a little bit south of the PHX, uh, a little podunky. Sorry, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but uh, in Wisconsin, really, because they, 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 like they have people in both, man. I'm pretty positive. What? It's the internet, dude. What the screen? The guy who does the titles for all the screen junkie stuff is in Europe. It's the internet. You can have people in multiple places, like. Yeah, they were initially based in Tucson, if I'm not mistaken. They maybe since their prominence has like, uh, you know improved and hmm. so on but uh yeah and also i guarantee you that half the money that red letter media has made over the years has been me re-watching their star wars reviews so trust me i have nothing Dude, I go- no, they have <laughs> I hilariously brutalized yeah. <laughs> and we're saying sex with the cats uh, so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're definitely not for kids take that Copa. Yeah. Uh, is, there, is there anything else anything else before we 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 send ourselves off i mean aside from the robocop return stuff that we were briefly touching upon and that's how we segued uh, into in, into where we did uh that if they bring back what's his face i'm down yeah uh, 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 well, uh well, weller weller the- right yeah uh, yeah, if they, if they bring back Peter Weller and I'm trying to remember the director's name, uh, Verhoeven. If they bring back Verhoeven and Weller, I am so down. I, lo- well, wait, I love Verhoeven, you? man. I was just rewatching right. Starship Troopers the other night, and that, along okay. with Total Recall and uh, Robocop, are just the most cynical, violent, <laughs> boob filled, like, you know, sci fi films that I've ever seen, and I love them. <laughs> so, what? what's on deck for Neil Blomkamp then? Because he just, he just keeps getting dicked out of. Everything. Yeah, between Everything. aliens and RoboCop, and I, I know yeah. that this was alleged to scheduling conflicts, which is why he was initially attached to this project. Yeah, and, well, he and, man, well, he was trying to do something else, from what I understand. He's scheduled to have scheduling conflicts. Guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is very polarizing in that regard, though. I mean, despite the, I mean, I know nobody I really love- liked that third Chappie film, but I, I liked, oh, a, I, loved- I liked I Elysium, and I, yeah. I, I mean, District Nine is so damn good. And did you guys watch those shorts that he did on YouTube? They were badass. They were really, really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, he is a director with vision and talent in that regard, in my estimation, at least. But I'm trying to see. Agreed. No, I, I um, 
What was the second movie? Elysium? Yeah, that movie. Elysium. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, that uh, was the uh, one with uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I really, yeah, and like, like you said, Chappie is, Chappie has a special place in my heart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What is the internet? I want that. To yeah, yeah. He's doing lots of commercial work from what I can see right now. And he has a project called Anthem Conviction that he is trying to get off the ground. So, oh my God. Is he doing a movie about the video game Anthem? I almost went on a tirade about Saturday. Actually, Actually, yes. Yes. That appears to be what it is. Uh, Anthem is an oh, online. Yeah. I don't game, uh, Lindsay. So, yeah. 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 Although I did play Fallen Order, Lindsay, and that game is badass fun. I is it? So, oh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was so cool. Okay. I have to. Yeah. I, I need to get on that. That does sound quite awesome. Uh, well, and it's a story that's told within the range of the uh, Rebels era, so it's like just before Rogue One, and it, like your main character is this former Padawan who still has abilities and is trying to like keep his abilities concealed and secret because the Empire is starting to take more of a, you know, kind of like like sink their fingers into you know society and such. So right. it's cool. Order it's 66 cool. happens during that game. Yes, which is exactly. Kind of yeah, CP knows. <laughs> Sorry. Which, which, by the way, speaking of spoilers, mm. um, I can't help at this point but click on these damn clickbait. Uh, Disney's Doom, Rise of Skywalker's terrible. Yeah. Um, and I got about 30 seconds into one of those videos. And apparently in the film is an Order 67 and if that's fact, I don't mm. know how I'm going to feel about that. But um... I feel like at this point, guys, like <laughs> yeah. with the extent of the discussion, I don't know whose channel it would be on, but we need to do a Rise of Skywalker spoilers, like just discussion. I think so. Sure. I mean, I mean, probably here on Willis Greedia would be the best destination, but you know. Hey, I think walk, that's walk like the roads yeah. of Red Letter Media and be like, "Hey, neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tucson. Yeah, yeah, Tucson is about uh, ninety minutes south of me, and we all make fun of Tucson. But those guys have done good, so you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you got anything to to plug before you? you we, uh, we, uh, no, nothing. We nothing plugable. <laughs> plugable. Okay. Uh, watch Gargoyles on Disney uh, Plus, so maybe we'll get more Gargoyles. That's what my plug is. Uh, well, Jordan Peele wants to make the live action, right? <laughs> he's been claiming, dude. He's he's been clamoring about it. It's fun. I actually saw Marina Sirtis tweeting earlier today that she would love to see uh, more gargoyles, but if it's live action, she can't be in it because she's too old. And I'm like, no, but you you said live action out of nowhere, so there's talks about it being in live action. <laughs> yeah, after your Troy drop, man. I mean, there are so many TNG people on it. You've got Michael Dorn. You've got Jonathan Frakes. Like, damn, it is. It's so good. Anyway. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, aside from geeking out about uh, Disney Plus, I just put up probably one of the most personal videos that I've ever done, which was uh, a comparison of the two Fred Rogers films on YouTube. And it's only get, it's only got like 30 something views. So, yeah, nobody cares. But uh, non nonetheless, the fact that I watched Fred Rogers uh, very extensively as a child after seeing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I went and I rewatched uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and I talk about both of those and just the mentality of the man that I respect so significantly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's honestly one of my favorite videos I've done in a while. So, yeah. All right, and over here, uh, Emily of I, Emily I and I. I might actually have oh! something. Uh, there are yeah. tomorrow night of uh, a documentary about Galaxy Quest. 
Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right. the 20-year anniversary, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go check that out, and who knows, maybe I'll put up a quick little thing talking about that afterwards, because I freak, and talking about Star Trek earlier, I freaking love Galaxy Quest. I, I yeah. it's Indeed. one of the best. Such a shame that we don't have. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun, and I would also like like I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Cecil Laird and the film that he is putting together Ooh. called Dylan's New Nightmare. And oh, uh, we just uh, yeah we we just got a new co producer that jumped on uh, for the festivities this past weekend. So we have crossed the fifty percent threshold. We have over twenty thousand hey. dollars towards this film now. And uh, my band Chiron did a song, and uh, but. You know, Link down below. Yeah, yeah. Cecil is the uh, he's the dream master, brainchild. You know, whatever you want to say. And uh, if uh, you have any inclination and interest to see a sequel to uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which came out 25 years ago this year, as a matter of fact, Cecil has a badass pitch. And uh, go and check out all of the deets, yo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, link down below for that that info. Um, Emily and I watched uh, uh, Knives Out. We, we will have a, a vloggy thing for, for patrons. We'll have something else later on in the week. We're going to go to Best Buy on Black Friday. Yeah, I'm going to brave it too, man. It's either uh, Target yeah. or Best Buy, depending on what has the better deals for, like, because I'm only going for Blu rays and, uh, you know, stuff of that yeah. nature. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not making a big purchase. Twenty dollar laptop or anything, so I don't need to line up at midnight. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna have content based on post Thanksgiving shopping. Yeah, I'm gonna subject the awesome Catherine to some of that too. So now we'll 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 see. (laughs) At least the weather's nicer where you are. Yeah, you were enduring some insanity. I would imagine we had some rain recently, but I mean we're back to like nice, like sixty, seven degrees. So yeah, we're cool. Yeah, and if you'd like to uh, not look at our faces while listening to this palaver. Oh, you uh, did it. I love it. (laughs) The Show Business Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean. Um, We're working on SoundCloud, although that's a little little funky. Uh, The the behind-the-scenes aspect of that is a little weird is but, it on um, uh stitcher that's the one that for the true crime podcast that i do uh, it's like uh, more so for android phones and stuff are we a part of that no, i always I forget don't know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but look, look at the show business uh the name of the podcast is show business yeah, yeah. and um we have some unique ideas coming up maybe we'll do a, a live commentary that you could just listen to us maybe we'll do an episode of mando or something (laughs) i would love to do that that'd be sweet but go check that out other than that we'll we'll have um something else to talk about it'll be a soft week next week so oh you know what we were supposed to have cecil this week uh next week don't let me forget yeah we still have um three weeks about left of the uh indiegogo so maybe closer to the end of the campaign might work a little bit better so i mean obviously correspond with him and find out for sure since i am his uh number one you know but uh yeah yeah if i'm gonna if i'm gonna make another star trek reference but (laughs) (laughs) so cecil from the horror show and uh dylan's new nightmare will be joining us at some point at while the, the personification the, of Dylan's new nightmare is going to come on. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, 
Uh, bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then other other than that. <laughs> We uh we're we're gonna say goodnight to you all. We're in the money up.